Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter podcast for true Potterheads. We will be rereading the books chapter by chapter and having discussions, including all of our knowledge of the world and what's happening now. So this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so let's get it going. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. Um, we are really excited to be doing this second episode. <laughs> We're doing a chapter two of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, so please read along. Um, if you feel so inclined, or just like remember the chapter from memory, um, and then listen to it, <laughs> and you might remember things, and then you can just um, follow along and continue the conversation with us. Um, we'll be having this conversation continually on Facebook and Twitter using the hashtag Wizard Team, um, all one word. Y'all know how hashtags work. You're not Will Smith. <laughs> Sorry, did you see? Will Smith tried to hashtag and he put commas and spaces and it was hilarious. Kids are just like, oh, Will Smith is old now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we will be continuing the conversation on social media using the hashtag wizard team. Um, Also, really quickly, um, last week at the end of the thing, I said that we were doing these on Fridays. We're actually doing them on Wednesdays. We're recording them on Fridays. So yeah, don't get confused. These go out every Wednesday morning. So yeah. We will be also sending announcements to let you guys know when it is out. So follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Tumblr, follow us on Instagram. Black Girls Nerd Out is the name of the blog. We're on Twitter as We Black and Nerds, and we are on everything else as Black Girls Nerd Out, because that's what we're doing. We're two black girls sitting in a room nerding out. Literally. Literally. So, um, please make sure to read our blog. Uh, this podcast is a part of Black Girls Nerd Out, so let's make sure that you guys read the blog. Um, also, we are um, about to start working on this project um, called Hogwarts BSU. So basically, we're asking Black Potterheads if you would like to write any like really short stories, or like you could write a song, you could write a poem, I don't know, draw some pictures. Um, just kind of depicting what you think it would be like to be black at Hogwarts. Um, and then you can just send it to us. We're just going to like kind of compile them all um, and then put them on the site. Um, and if you would like to submit, you can go to blackgirlsnearnout.com and go under the contents tab and then Hogwarts BSU is there. And then you can see all the guidelines and submit if you'd like. Um, and then hopefully we'll have stuff. We'll start putting things up in October. So, yeah, if you have any questions, you can also e- uh, email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Um, also, you can submit fan art. I love, I've been binging on the fan art that's on Tumblr. So if you have any really cool, you know, race-bent Harry Potter fan art, um, please submit that as well. And if you are a wizard, wizard rocker, because I am a big fan of wizard rock and wizard rap, um, DJ Creature, what up? <laughs> um, we love anything that you guys want to do that's related to Harry Potter. We are excited um, to share it. So, with all of that being said, let's get into some news. Um, what's happening with the Potter fandom right now? Um, okay, so first thing, which happened last week, um, most people, you probably have heard this already, but uh, this year was James Potter, so this is Harry's son, not his dad. It was his. It was Harry's son's first year at Hogwarts. He, he just started last, what was that, Tuesday? Um, and he was sorted into Gryffindor, which is obvious, kind of. Like, I kind of assumed that was going to happen with, like, his parents and his name. Um, 
And then we also learned that Teddy Lupin is a Hufflepuff. And that boy. Congrats, Teddy. Look Good at job. you. Ballin'. Um, I would like to say, though, that James Sirius Potter, this is Harry's son, James Sirius, must feel so good because that's actually a dope ass name and it's not albus severus like come on can they be like albus Sirius or Sirius albus and james severus or something like albus severus you can't put james and severus or Sirius and severus in the same name because that's completely wrong you can't do it how about I this can't... don't name your kid after snape at all that's true Valid no, that's point. real but at least like albus and severus had like a relationship it, it, yeah uh, like it, well, I don't. I wouldn't say healthy, but it was like cordial. They were they. If I'm Al, though, I'm like that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's true. That's very true. I just you can't put James in serious with. Me. I wonder what the um, wizard age is to change your name, or what the what the process is. <laughs> but he should get on that. But anyway, sorry. Back to news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second thing which we saw today, which I guess that's right, last Friday. Last Friday, um, there was some news. It's like kind of Harry Potter news, but it's really Game of Thrones news. Um, so for this next season of Game of Thrones, um, they've just cast uh, Samuel Tarly. So that's like Jon Snow's homie. Um, they just cast his little brother, um, who if you are in the Game of Thrones fandom, as I am, um, you know that. So basically, Sam's dad is like horrible and he didn't like his son because um, he was like, I guess he thought he was too soft or something. So instead of letting Sam be the heir to, like, the Tarly seat, he sent Sam to the wall to become a brother of the Night's Watch and then made it so that his little brother would be heir um, because he was, like, I guess more manly or something. I don't know. Something stupid. And so basically, how this connects to Harry Potter <laughs> um, is that yeah. the, the actor who was um, just cast as Sam's little brother is also he also plays Cormac McLaggen in uh <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince and I guess he plays it in Deathly Hollows too um which kind of made me like he's in a couple of movies because no it... I mean I know he's in other things but like no I mean but he's in um Order of the Phoenix right because they have they no, don't have he's footage. he's introduced if he, they don't have exactly we're not gonna talk about that yet sorry um so yes no he's introduced in the sixth um installation um, and he is, like, super thirsty for Hermione, and it's There's some great gifts. Just search Cormac McLaggen in the Google machines, and you will get some amazing gifts of Cormac. Or just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. Hermione, like, catches the fly with his finger in the There's some, there's some great moments He's hilarious. Okay, yeah. but anyway, it's really great, though, because, you know, like, it's... This is basically a marriage of Bionis fandoms, and she's really happy about it. But also, it. it's like, you know, good for, good for Potter actors getting... Getting gigs, getting jobs. Also, it com- um, continues with that theory that like they don't, that Britain only has like ten actors because they're all <laughs> the same things. So I'm like, ooh, another one. Um, yeah. Um, and then our last, our last news is that um, Pottermore is expanding um, the Wizarding World. So I guess pretty soon, everyone who's like been on Pottermore, which isn't like any of us, but anyone who's been on Pottermore. Um, <laughs> will be, like, leaving Hogwarts and will, like, have to live in the Wizarding World. I don't know exactly what that looks like. Like, they, Get a job. Pretty much. You got to get a job and, like, work in the ministry. Maybe you get a house, like, the borough or something. Um, I don't know. So, basically, it's just, like, a way to expand the Wizarding World a little bit more and you learn some more stuff, which is cool. I'm just waiting for somebody to print out the, like, 
anthology version of all this so I could read it instead of having to deal with, like, computer games and, like, internet and stuff, because... I'm grown, but yeah, it sounds really fun, and I can't wait to go check out like the Harry Potter wiki, I guess, and like yeah. catch up on it later. I've um, currently been obsessed with The Sims, and as you're saying this, I'm wondering like, why don't I just get on Pottermore? Like, it's just, it's The it's Sims, not, but it's not. It's, it's not. But you don't get your own. If you got your own avatar, yeah, that I would do that. If I had my own avatar, I would hell do that because I'm not that grown. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would hella do that. If I I'm grown. Make, if I can make myself, but I'm not that. Right, grown. I can like make myself and then have like a little Ravenclaw like thing. Robe on, except and... for then when you're no longer in Hogwarts, you have like regular robes. But that's cool. They could always be blue. Right. That would be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty much the news that we have so far. Unless you have anything else. Um. No. Newsflash: Harry Potter is the best. Um, <laughs> I think that's old news. But it's still, you know, it's relevant. It's relevant. So now we're going to start, um, we're just going to start off with, dive into chapter two, The Vanishing Glass, and it starts 10 years from the last chapter. Um, so when we left, when, when Dumbledore left Harry mm-hmm. on the porch like a douchebag, um, we've now picked up and Harry is 10 years old, um, living in the cupboard under the stairs. Um, so... The first thing we see is that it says, or the first thing that like really sh- sh- stuck out to me was it saying that um, not much has, it has been 10 years, but Privet Drive had hardly changed at all. And the Dursleys had, their household had hardly changed at all. The only way you could tell that time had changed was the pictures on the wall went from being a tiny little ball of fat named Dudley to pictures of a little boy with blonde hair riding bikes and stuff but um the room held no sign at all that another boy lived in the house too so that's just like off top the, ne- the neglect of Harry by the Dursleys right and I feel like it's just it's really interesting because um I feel like I mean it's like the whole theme with the Dursleys is that they really um want to seem normal and they whatever normal means to them um they're really interested in people not really seeing them as like outside of regular society and they don't want to like be they don't want to stand out in any way that seems like a problem um so a lot of it is like hiding so they're like obviously people know that harry exists but they're still hiding a lot about him like even from him like Petunia always tells him, like, don't ask questions. Like, that's, like, a thing. Like, he can't ask questions. Um, even if it's, like, about, ran- like, just random stuff. Or, like, important things, like, about his parents. She's like, nah, we're not talking about that. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting. There's, like, this whole kind of, like, facade. It's, like, really, like, a thin kind of veil um, between them trying to seem normal and then how they really are. As I was reading this chapter, and as you get further into the chapter, and I'll, like, I can bring this up later, but I think it, it goes throughout, it's a theme throughout the chapter, I was just thinking about all the ways in which Harry has been neglected, not even just by the Dursleys, but by the people around him. Like, I would think that if I lived in a small community, and I knew that this little boy existed, and I go over to my neighbor's house, and this little boy is living in a cupboard, maybe they don't have very many visitors, but, I mean, Pierce comes over, to the house. Right. So maybe, you know, his parents don't know 
where Harry sleeps. Maybe they're not like that close of friends or anything, but they can go into the room and see that there's no trace of Harry anywhere. And they can also just look at his appearance and be like, look at Dudley with all these cute clothes and all these gifts and everything. So why is your nephew sitting here in like hand-me-downs that you don't even take in for him? Like he says, you know, he's much, um, I think it's on page 20, page 20 um, of the Scholastic version. Again, we're reading the Scholastic paperback versions. Um, so if you don't have that, I don't know what page you're on, but if you have the Scholastic paperback, you're on page 20 with me. And it says, perhaps it had something to do with living in a dark cupboard, but Harry had always been small and skinny for his age. He looked even smaller and skinnier than he really was because all he had to wear were old clothes of Dudley's and Dudley was about four times bigger than he was. Like, that's terrible. And also it's like, it's true scientifically. Like if you keep something in a small place, they don't grow, you know, like, so. Yeah, they could have bought some clothes for Harry. That don't make any sense. I mean, they could have went to the Goodwill. Like you don't have to spend that much money, but like, I just think like, okay, so even if this is just, I'm going to just start, like, naming these examples as we go through the chapter, but this is example number one of no one looking out for Harry. I feel like if I'm the if I'm in the neighborhood and I can see this little boy and I'm like, what's happening there? Like, they don't talk about him. They try to pretend like he doesn't exist, but, like, he obviously exists. He goes to school. Like, I see him on right, the school okay. bus. So I that, see him. So that just made me mad real quick because, so you know who's around is Mrs. Fig. Yeah, and we have this whole thing about how she's supposed to be watching. Like, you find out later that she's supposed to be watching Harry, but like, he's not supposed to like her because otherwise the nurses wouldn't send him to her or whatever, and she wouldn't be able to watch after him. But she is watching after him this whole time. She could be act horrible like to him or whatever, or like crazy cat lady like to his face. But she still should be telling Dumbledore like, "Yo, you need to come talk to Petunia. You need to come do something about this." But she doesn't. Yeah, you need to threaten her. Or if her. she does, Dumbledore doesn't come and do anything about it. And it's like, you're which to, I actually wouldn't be surprised be, by. I wouldn't be surprised if Miss Fig was telling Dumbledore, and Dumbledore was like, "Well, just let it ride." Right, and that. it's like, no, I get that you want him. Like, it's cool that he's alive, but you also don't want him to just be like straight up. Like he's literally abused and neglected, and it just makes no sense that like, especially someone who's expressly there to watch out for him is not actually watching out for him. Yes. I, I, I've literally written a list of all the people that can go to hell from this chapter. <laughs> Miss Fig is on there. I do think, to her credit or whatever, being, a, being who she is, she does need to play it safe. Right, she and that's what I mean, like, not to his face, but yeah. at least, like, in the I mean, but even still, I'm something. thinking he, she could have, I don't know, this sounds really weird, but, like, she could be, like, cool to his face and just be like, make sure that the Dursleys don't think you're having fun when you right. come over here. And Harry's really good at that. Harry's, like, Harry <laughs> would be cool with that. He has to, like, code switch. Like, he's, yeah. he already knows how to... That's so, that's, like, the greatest wording of it, because Harry does know how to code switch. He like, he thinks about, like, okay, this is how I'm gonna get away with this, or this is how I'm gonna be able to, like... Eat. Like later, which we don't have to get there yet, but he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna wait for them to go to sleep, and then I'm gonna get some food." Like, exactly. So he knows how to how to get around the Dursleys as much as is possible. Um, but yeah, it's just it doesn't make sense, and yeah. it's just really angering. Um, and then the and then it's like Dudley's the exact opposite of that because on one hand, on the one hand, they neglect Harry like ridiculously, and then on the other hand, they just like over like. 
they like just dote on Dudley to they the point. They spoil and smother Dudley. But it's like just to the point of just ridiculous. Like his whole tantrum because he doesn't have as many presents as he did the year before. And the mom's like, oh, we'll just get you two more. And then it's like, okay, so what's going to happen when he turns 12? He's going to want two more than that. Like you're just letting him get away with so much. And it's like in Vernon talking about little Tyke wants his money's worth, just like his father. And like, and just like cheering him on for being that way, for being a brat. It just doesn't make, it makes no sense. I actually wrote down it. Cause I, I highlighted this part where it says Harry who could see, a huge Dudley tantrum coming on began wolfing down his bacon as fast as possible in case Dudley turned the table over. And I wrote, happens often enough that he has, like, he knows the warning signs and he has, like, preparation. He's like, all right, this is about to go bad, so let me, like, get my breakfast in before he turns the table over. And, and, like, the way it's written, it's like, it's not the first time Dudley's turned a table over, Mm -hmm. obviously. And it says, "Um, Petunia obviously scented danger, too. It's like... So y'all know what he's going to do. And instead of like, if my parents were like sensing a tantrum coming from me, like, don't try it. it exactly. <laughs> there would have been that sharp, like side eye like, and like, better a, not. like a, what you think is right. going to happen right now. And I would, and so the, I, like we still would have got to the same thing. A, a tantrum would have been avoided, but I wouldn't have got two more presents out of it. Nah. It would have been like, you want to go anywhere? You want to have a birthday? Like, we could just stop right now. Yeah. Nap time. Exactly. (laughs) Peace out. You can go upstairs to your two bedrooms and be happy with what you got. Right. So, yeah, it's just, um, and again, like that just, and Harry's sitting there and sees that and sees that like Dudley can threaten a tantrum and he gets rewarded for it. And Harry has the smallest things and and he gets punished. So it's, it's, it's hard to see this kid just be abused, like, even in the small ways of abuse. Like, even in the, like, yeah, okay, he's eating bacon or whatever, but it's, like, even that that, that small emotional chipping away. And then that's sort of another thing that makes Harry so great is because he still is inherently a good kid. Like, how does that happen? How? Because he's got the magic. He's got the magic. In- okay, I'm not nope. going to sing. There's no, I'm not going to sing on this podcast. Good. This, yeah. Hey. Nobody asked for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. So um, after the tantrums averted because they promised Dudley two more presents, which come the fuck on, um, we get to Mrs. Fig and they find out that she's broken her leg um, and can't take him, um, Petunia says, jerking ahead in Harry's direction. Like, don't even acknowledge his name. Like, talk about him. And he says somewhere, I don't know if it's in this chapter or later on, but they often, oh no, it's in this chapter, they often talk about him like he's not mm-hmm. in the room. Like, he doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. Like, you can't take him on a birth to the zoo. You can't, like, you're so, fr- you just, any family outing, he just, he can't come. Like I also so think rude. it's really funny, or, like, not funny, but it's really telling that, Harry's brain doesn't even jump to going to the zoo. He's like, you can leave me here. And all, uh-huh. he's, all he thinks about is like, I'm maybe I get to watch some television. I get to hang out outside of the cupboard right. for a couple of hours and like, just like have some silence. Like he doesn't, he's not, hey, he's been cut off from everyone. It's not like he's going to go through a party. He's also 10. So right. you actually can't leave him there. But like, 
I will say though, his expectation is so low. When she's like, when he says, "Oh, I can stay here," and she's like, "And come back and find the house in ruins," that could technically, literally happen. Yes. But at the same time, like, what's he like? There's no catalyst for it, but yeah. whatever. Like, um, it could happen, but he doesn't know that it could happen. So he's hearing like, "Oh, you're gonna blow up the house," and he's like, "How would I do that?" Would, and why would I do that? Right. And why? For what? Like, for what reason? I mean, although there is a reason, because you're terrible and abusive, so maybe he wanted to get back at you. <laughs> but Harry's a good kid, so he wouldn't do it. He could have become a serial killer. He really could have. Like. He really could have. Okay. He could have become Voldemort. Right. And Voldemort which is actually. The point, which is the point of the of the story. But, but so. actually, now I'm thinking about it. And, like, yeah, Voldemort grew up in an orphanage or whatever, but there was no mention. I mean, maybe there is, but there's no mention of him being abused. Like, he, it's not the best childhood or the best way to grow up. Right. But, like, there's... No, Voldemort was just evil. All we have to go on is that, like, he grew up in, like, you know, poverty and not having a family. But, like, it's not like the people running the orphanage were, you know, preventing him from having meals. Right. That we know of, but still. Back to where we're at now. (laughs) So, um, this is, like, a very, this whole chapter is just a very good, um, introduction, I guess, to the to the Dursleys in general. And, I mean, I don't think that we actually get more than one to two chapters per book with the Dursleys, but I, I can't think... Can't wait for that Goblet of Fire with the <laughs> Weasleys and the Dursleys. Oh, so good. I already know who won that oh, chapter. Also, that should have been a better part of the movie oh, but we'll get there okay. when we get there we'll get there we can't talk about the movies when we talk about these because i just yeah. get mad i start trying to <laughs> trying to recast them and re- <laughs> exactly yeah so um yeah that, that's about two chapters two two to three chapters um but this being the first book in the series really gives you a sense of like what his life was like so i want to go back to the part where dudley um threatens to throw another tantrum. Dudley began to cry loudly. In fact, he wasn't really crying. It had been years since he'd really cried, but he knew that if he screwed up his face and wailed, his mother would give him anything he wanted. Like, that is terrible. And who, like, who raises, who wants a kid like that? <laughs> Dudley, you're the worst. The Dursleys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Apparently. you're the, you're the, fucking, you're the worst. He's horrible. Okay. Um, so can we, okay, let's talk about something happy for now. It's not really happy. I mean, it's kind of happy. So we're just going to talk about, like, Harry and his little powers and stuff. Yeah, so we get to the, um... he starts talking about, like, how... Weird, strange things happen. Happen to him. Um... Well, wait, before we get there, I want to go back to the no questions part. Um, Oh, right. Just because, you know, he, so he doesn't understand why these strange things are happening to him, because for all he knows, his parents died. In, in a, a car, car crash. crash. Yeah. Um, and whenever he tries to ask questions about it, on Petunia and on all of the Dursleys, I guess, say, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions was the first rule for a quiet life with the Dursleys. And I just think that that's, like, that's a reasonable question. Right. How to, did I get to, this scar on my forehead? Like, what happened to my, what happened parents? to my parents? Why am I here? Like, I don't think they, and obviously they've, they've decided that they're not going to tell him um, who, anything about his his parents passed or whatever but like you can't tell him the yeah they died in a car crash but like your mom and dad got married really young and blah blah like you can't tell him like simple stuff about she 
was pretending she didn't have a sister That's until true, so Harry she really, came to the spot. So they don't know much about his parents. They, I they guess. do, but Sonya knows enough. Like they knew James and whatever. Like they knew them. Well, they only they really met James about, like once. once. But so. still, I'm just saying, like they yeah. wouldn't talk about him. It's not surprising. Although at the same time, they could have at least like been a little bit more like sympathetic toward because like your parents, his parents died. And you just like well, I just think it was in the car crash where your parents died. That's it. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Like I feel like snapping at him for that. It's like that's a right. That's a valid valid question. question. You know. So okay. So um, Harry starts to think back about all the strange things that happened because he has no clue because his parents died in a car crash. Right. So we have the things like he gets his hair cut because Petunia is horrible and just decides he's gonna she's gonna what like cut his hair but like leave his bangs. So basically, he just looks like. A skinhead with bangs. I guess. I'm just imagining like so the worst short. haircut ever in life. Yeah, I just think of like a buzz, like a <laughs> a buzz cut, not a buzz cut, because that has like the top, right? Right. But well, like, no, but it could, or just like straight up bald. I, that's what I'm thinking I of, like the little, like, the little of hair. Yeah, like no, I thought like you know when your hair is so short that it's kind of like it. it feels like a carpet or whatever. Right. I don't know. I love when guys, like, get their hair cut like that and you can, like, rub it. My whole thing is, know. like, they're so frustrated with his hair, but then, like, and how crazy it looks, but then why would you then go ahead and give him a crazy haircut? Like, I don't... That logic, there is none. Anyway, he didn't have it, to deal with it because when he woke up, it was back to normal, um, however normal his hair is. And he had to explain that he couldn't have, like, purposely grown his hair overnight. Right. How does that happen? Like, but he was given a week in his cupboard. Yeah. But literally, he doesn't know how that happened. He wasn't like gluing it. He had tried time. to explain that he couldn't explain how it happened. Right. Because you're like, I don't know, my hair just grows. Like, I don't have any control over that. Right. Um, and then there's a sweater that Aunt Petunia tried to give him, which, like, the brown sweater with orange puffballs, that's so ugly. The fact that Dudley had to wear that, that'd probably be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then it, he shrunk it. My my personal favorite is the one where he gets in trouble for being on the roof of the school kitchen because he, like, kind of flies onto it. But Harry is so funny because he's like, um, he tell like, the Dursleys get angry at him and he's like, but all he tried to do was jump behind the big trash cans outside the kitchen doors. Harry supposed that the wind must have caught him in mid-jump. And I'm just like, Harry, that's not how this works. Like, that's I not- actually wrote, this is another... That uh, was where I wrote, like, he's not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> so I was just like, no. But he's small and skinny, so... But and the wind can't carry you. But he's trying like to, he doesn't know. So he's trying to make sense out of something that he can't make sense out of. I'm just saying. He's not a Ravenclaw. No. But, yeah. Um, I, I wrote, get that he's trying to make sense out of it, Yeah, but... The wind also doesn't carry you to the roof of a, like, of a building. Yeah, I wrote the Dursley, the Dursleys have received a very angry letter from Harry's headmistress telling them that he had been climbing school buildings. But they didn't receive a very angry letter from the headmistress that he, his home life is terrible and his appearance is terrible. Right, or that Dudley's, like, literally, like, bullying him at the school. At the like, school. Because the whole point is that he was running from Dudley and his game, Yeah, they right? didn't get, I mean, and I understand that, you know, like, Kids are able to be like, I don't know why, I don't know what he was doing. We were just playing, or I wasn't bullying him, you know. I understand, like, them believing, like, Dudley over that strange Harry Potter, but, like, you. so you know where the letter should go. You know that he is living with Dudley Dursley. You see Dudley Dursley, and then you look at Harry in his baggy clothes, too skinny, obviously malnourished, um, 
at least what I think of as malnourished. Um, and your angry letters because he's on the roof and not to Child Protective Services or whatever the CPS is in Britain. Like, come on. You're a teacher. What are you doing? So that's number two of the people that can go to hell. Miss Fig, oh, this yeah. headmistress, and all of the teachers at whatever school he's at right now, they can all go to hell. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then... Oh, Harry tells the Dursons about his dream about a motorcycle that was flying. Uh, man. Alright. Cheers. Poor serious. Um, and Uncle Vernon gets really mad and nearly crashes into the car because motorcycles, motorcycles don't fly. Which I'm just like, okay. So, kids have dreams all the time. And so, I get it. It's like, it's his memories, which I actually want to talk about later. But, so I get it. It's like his memories and he's talking about flying motorcycles and they know that he's different and all that stuff. But, he's a kid. Kids, like, talk about random stuff. You can't just, like, write that off as his imagination. But even, like, as a, uh, even like, adults have weird dreams. Right, and my whole thing is, like, even as a... Like, I get it, you're, you're like, you don't like magical whatever. But to the point where you can't just, like, decide, okay, that's, like... Okay, trying to rephrase this. That was not a normal reaction to hearing about a flying motorcycle. No. For someone who's trying so hard to seem like normal, like a normal spot, like if a normal family and like live in a normal house, normal life. If like another adult had seen you have that reaction about a kid talking about a flying motorcycle, they'd be like, what's going on with this dude? This re- this goes to a note that I have in my book. Um, but also Harry says, I know they don't. It was only a dream. Um, and... Like, even Harry's like, dude, chill. But I wrote, they feel no shame treating him this poorly in front of peers. Why aren't they social pariahs? Right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They treat him terribly in front of people. Like, yeah. And this is, I I mean, this goes down to further down in the, um, in the, on this page, um, where Harry's talking about what a great day he's having. And he's saying... Harry had had the best morning he'd had in a long time. He was careful to walk a little way apart from the Dursley so that Dudley and Pierce, who were starting to get bored, wouldn't fall back on their favorite hobby of hitting him. That's a good day. Mm-hmm. At the zoo restaurant, Dudley had a tantrum because his Knickerbocker glory, which I'm assuming is some sort of... Probably like Sunday or something. Sunday or something, didn't have enough ice cream on top. So Uncle Vernon bought him another one, and Harry was allowed to finish the first. So he's excited about mm-hmm. scraps. Um, and, oh, oh yeah, and so they had each, they had bought Dudley and Pierce large chocolate ice creams at the entrance, and then, because the smiling lady in the van had asked Harry what he wanted before they could hurry him away, they bought him a cheap lemon ice pop. It wasn't bad, either. Like, he's so positive, and he's like, these are all ways that my day is being great, you know? And it's like... Sad. Sad, because... Why aren't they social pariahs? Like, why are they allowed to get away with this treatment of this boy? Because, like, I guess because muggles don't ever see anything. Uh, I don't guess. Pay attention. Like, it, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, really quickly before we go to the snake, I guess. Um, I was just really curious because, like, he remembers this flying motorcycle and, like, the green light and all that stuff. And I'm really... You know, because, like, kids, he was one. So, like, you don't really remember. My first memory was, like, when I was three. Like, you don't remember things that, and obviously he doesn't know exactly what he's seeing. But it's really clear that that's not just a dream. It's, like, a memory. 
Um, and I'm wondering if that's, like, a remnant of the Horcrux, or if it's just, like, wizard babies have really good memories or something, like, memory retention. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think a little bit of both, because I think that when he remembers the blinding green light, I think that that's actually Voldemort remembering that. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and their connection to Harry sees this. I think because he can... Um, because he has access to that memory in that moment, um, even though it's from a different, I think it's, I think he's actually seeing it from Voldemort's perspective and not from his own. Cause he also uh. says he doesn't remember his parents and, um, which makes sense. He was only one. Right. But because of that, he kind of remembers, he's able to, tr- he's able to tap into that night. Right. Um, or that, that situation, um, because of what he can see from Voldemort's perspective. I, it, you know, wizard babies might have longer memories. I don't really know. I haven't thought about it that way, but that's a, something very interesting to think about. Um, yeah, I think I, I have always just assumed that he was seeing Voldemort's memory of that. And as Voldemort right now is just a shell of himself, I'm assuming that Voldemort's kind of just like harping on right. how every all that like, shit went wrong, went wrong and how he can get back to his former self. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing, he has those dreams a lot. Um and I think they say, like, when he strains his memory, he remembers the blinding green light. Right. Um, so, I mean, there are a, a couple of other instances in the books where he has these dreams that are connected. Right, they kind of, yeah, but I get it, I get it a little bit more, like, once he, um, like, I guess, what, the third, in, like, in his third year, the Dementors bring it out? Mm-hmm. Um, or, because like, I feel like at other times, like, something brings it out, whereas, like, this is just kind of like a... So memory, it's like a kind of big thing. I mean, you have to also think about the fact that living with the Dursleys is kind of like living with a Dementor. Like, (laughs) it's not, I don't know if it's that, it's not that much, I mean, it's not that deep, they're not going to suck out his soul, because he's got a pretty strong soul, as we can tell, Um, but it's not happy at all. Right, of course. Um, But yeah, so yeah, that was something I was curious about, just, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good point to bring up, because... I don't know if they talk about anyone else in tapping into right, anyone else's memory, memory that, yeah, that, like that, that long. Early, yeah. um, and Dumbledore obviously has a pensieve, so he's able to hold on to memories, but even he doesn't have memories that go well, that far. Well, he's like a hundred and some years yeah, old. Yeah, true. So, that's, yeah, that's a lot of that's memories. A, that's a lot of memories. <laughs> um, so, we make it to the, we're just going to move back, back into the chapter. Um, we make it to the reptile house. Um, it was cool and dark in there with lit windows all along the walls. Um, so at this point, Dudley wants to see the biggest snake and, um, it's asleep. It's, yeah, they wanted to see huge poisonous cobras and thick man crushing pythons. Um, but the biggest snake, snake, (laughs) Freudian, Freudian (laughs) slip. Whatever. Um, so the biggest snake in there is asleep and not doesn't care about what Dudley wants. Nope. Which is um, the first. The him. first for him, but come on, Dudley. In the real world, no one gives a fuck what you want. They don't care. They, no one cares. It's not important. Mm-mm. But 
parents are just not preparing him for the role at all. <laughs> not at all. You don't always get it what you want. make you feel kind of bad for Dudley, but then also no, because he's also a terrible kid. But they, they are enabling that. They, they, yeah. They I, are the ones who cultivate that. You should feel bad for Dudley, because I don't think it is. Just like you were saying, if Harry had grown up in the wizarding world and how he mm-hmm. would have, the fame and stuff could have gone to his head, the same thing is happening to Dudley yeah. in the muggle world. And so... Um, you you do have to feel a little bit bad for him, but also, you know, Harry manages to be a good kid, so right. at a certain point, it's no longer an excuse. I do wonder, if anyone's on Pottermore or Bionic, do you want to take this on? Do they? Is there a story about Dudley growing up and what he's like um, he's as better. an adult? I know There's, like, this thing, I know that, like, he and Harry, like, visit each other, is it during Christmas? Or, like, maybe, like, once a year, and, like, the kids, like, Dudley's kids and Harry's kids will, like, hang out for like that time it's like says something about like the time that they're like forced to be together they like hang out together so I think part of it is like you know the Dementors in um, Order of the Phoenix changed Dudley so he like became softer yeah well yeah he's just not as I think well they talk about it more in Deathly Hollows how it like he's not as terrible as a perfect person and so he kind of had the Dementors um gave him more time it's what I think what was it it was like they showed him himself Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed, because he didn't really have any, like, bad memories or anything, so it's more like they showed him himself, and so it kind of scared him into being like, alright, I need to change. It's kind of, like, scared straight or something. <laughs> um, and so, I think, yeah, so that way, so then he became, like, more tolerable, but at the same time, him and Harry have so I think the reason it's so weird, I think they have so much history, probably, and then also, like, He's they never really had anything, yeah, they never really had anything in common to begin with, so I'm sure it's just really, like, I, from what I read about it, it was, like, it's just, they really awkward, but they still, like... It's the family, cool. yeah, it's, like, the yeah. family, oh, I have to go see my family. He's yeah, the, like, an he, obligation type yeah. thing. Yeah, and, I mean, they are the closest family that they have, so it's nice, but, um... And I'm sure he still, you know, got some muggle... I mean, of kind of, course, he was, I mean, by, he was raised by Vernon Dursley, so... Yeah. There's only so... How, how it's only you can only come back so much, <laughs> and I also think that. there's something to the fact that like Harry only has really terrible memories of of Dudley's parents, and I'm sure Dudley does not have those feelings because right. he's all of his memories he's been given everything he's ever wanted. So um, you can't really connect over a, ter- a shared childhood exactly. when your childhoods are so like, drastically. Ha, ha, I remember when I used to bully you <laughs> when I chased you onto a roof. <laughs> parents locked you in that cupboard for the first 10 years right. of your life. Like, Hilarious. That was so great. Good times. Good times, guys. Um, so, yeah. I think that's really interesting to think about growing up Dudley. Um, where were we? So, there. yeah, so Dudley finally has one living creature that's like, fuck your feelings, I'm <laughs> sleeping. Um, and to make it move... Which he whined. This kid is 11. This is his 11th birthday, I'm assuming, because Dudley's older than Harry. Mm-hmm. This 11-year-old is whining at his father to make the snake move. And instead of Uncle Vernon being like, the snake is asleep, I don't have, con- it also has free will, I don't have right. control over this living creature, Uncle Vernon tapped on the glass, but the snake didn't budge. Like, No. Like, nah, kid. Like, just go find another snake. Yeah, you see how the snake is asleep? And I'm sure, because every zoo has the, like, don't tap the glass, you know, don't, whatever. They Um, they don't care. 
Yeah. So Dudley gets bored because the snake is asleep and doesn't want to put on a show for him. And snakes, legit, snakes are boring. Like, they don't do anything. I mean, maybe watching them eat would be interesting. And almost getting attacked by them would be terrifying. But I feel like that's, like, the two spectrums. They're like cats. It's like... No, cats are a little you're bit more. Say, but just making this up. <laughs> I, yeah, this is. This is. Uh, I was going to let you just. This is the Robin just let makes. You do you? This is yeah. This is something that you guys are going to have to get used to. Robin just pulls shit out of her, and out of her brain, you know, runs with it. So I'm running with this analogy right now. Like they they sleep until something makes them do something, and then they just go back to sleep. I feel like that's what snakes do. I have no idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. This is how we the Black Luna and the Black Hermione. I was like, I deal in facts, and there are no facts Pretty there. Sure and I'm like, but up, I but feel cool. like... Like, that's what happened. I feel like that's the truth, so I'm going to believe that that's the truth. That's cool. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think also this, like, snake, like, the introduction to the snake is really interesting because... Um, so, like, Harry, he stays, um, and he says, what was it? So, he says, um, he wouldn't have been surprised if it, if it, which is the snake, had died of boredom itself. No company except stupid people drumming their fingers on the glass, trying to disturb it all day long. It was worse than having a cupboard as a bedroom, where the only visitor was Aunt Petunia hammering on the door to wake you up. At least he got to visit the rest of the house. Tears! Which, which first, like, yeah. It's it's a ter- it's terrible and it's really sad, but I think the most interesting thing to me about that passage is like that Harry feels an immediate connection to the snake um, and shows empathy and, too, right? It. And shows empathy and like part of it, I'm sure, obviously, is his whole like parcel tongue, which is like interesting because it's like a sinister thing that comes out as being like really empathetic and um, like that because especially because that connection is so sinister. Um, but it's just like he immediately feels bad for for the snake instead of just being like indifferent yeah which is what Dudley feels Dudley's like you're not gonna entertain me I'm bored and I'm walking away um I think it's also interesting to note that it seems as though he's thinking this but we also have instances where he's talking later on he talks to snakes and um chamber of secrets and he doesn't know that he's speaking a different language. Right. And so I'm wondering, too, if he's actually saying some, saying this out loud, even though he thinks he's just thinking it. Um, because the snake has an immediate reaction after he's he's thought about what how boring the snake's life mm-hmm. must be. And then the other thing I'm curious about is, like, so he's, he's like, speaking parcel tongue. Where are the other people? Like, how many people are in this reptile house? Like, do they just not hear him hissing and spitting at, this, at the little cage? Like, they, maybe they just think because he's a kid, they just ignore it, and they're like, oh, like, because little kids it's, do, like, weird things and make weird noises. And they and imagine so, they talk to, to, to animals all the time. Right, of course. They just, they're like, that's normal. But it, I just, I don't know. It just seems like a random to just, yeah. nobody notices that Well, and then like, I also wonder, too, because... Um, maybe he is just thinking this and the snake, Well, later he actually talks to He him. does actually talk to him later, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. No one is paying him any mind. Right. But that's also a kind of thing about Harry. It's like he's nondescript and no one's really paying him any mind until something weird happens around right. him. Well, like, later, I just realized on the next page, 
um, Piers says, like, Harry was talking to it, weren't you, Harry? And that's why Harry gets, uh, punished with no meals in the cupboard, because that's how Uncle Vernon, like, no, that's but, how they deal with it. Like, you just yeah. can't eat. Which I guess to them would be Because those fat people is, yeah. Stop. Okay, um, but... No fat shaming, I'm just saying. No, 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 I was gonna say, like, that's just how they... That's how they reward uh, themselves. I and guess. But anyway, um... Yeah, I just, the fact that, like, Piers noticed is that he was talking, that Harry was talking to the snake, but, like, no, nothing about how he was just hissing. I think Piers is also the one that says, um, as the snake shook its head, a deafening shot behind Harry made them both drunk. Dudley, Mr. Dursley, come and look at the snake. You won't believe what it's doing. So Piers is paying attention, at least in some point to Harry, um, and I love, this is why JK is, like, just such a great writer. Dudley came waddling towards them as fast as he could. Like, that is a great sentence. It was just great. And I just, like, see it in my brain. Just shuffling his big old round self. And he's just so horrible. He just, like, punches (laughs) Harry. Which is the funniest thing. Like, he could have easily just, like, went around Harry and went to look at the snake. But because he decided to punch Harry in the ribs and, like, basically so hard that Harry falls on the floor... Like he could have, pre- he could have prevented the snake getting out. Like it's all Dudley's fault that the snake gets out. Yeah, Harry can't control that. You just gonna mess with him. You gonna get a snake set on you <laughs> just on GP. It's just gonna happen. You should know that. You everyone should <laughs> everyone should know uh, whether or not you know about magic or not. If you mess with a boy, a snake is gonna be sent to you on GP. This is what we've learned from- at the zoo specifically. Okay. Because, like, how if a life snake lessons, doesn't just appear. Life lessons from Bayana. If the snake is, like, in the area, like, if it's, if it's like, you know, maybe not the zoo, but as long as, you could be at, like, the pet shop. I don't know. But, like. You punch someone in the ribs and something's going to. And there's a gonna, snake nearby. Karma. It's coming out. That, it just makes sense. That's why you don't mess with people. Like. Life treat lessons. people how you want to be treated, man. <laughs> Treat people how you want to be treated or get a snake set on you. Right. Boom. We're we're changing lives here, people. You need to save this. We're freaking a Yanlo over here. Yeah, yeah. Call a thing a thing and let you I want you to know that the pathology of Dudley of Dudley Dursley. You guys don't see like Harry what she's actually doing. Harry is a fatherless child. Oh my gosh. Fatherless child. And if you hit a fatherless child in the ribs. You gonna get a snake set on you? A penis? <laughs> no. Why did that come out? That's and if you did not get that reference, you need to fix your life and Robin, let Iyanla fix your life. Robin Van Zant, everyone. Robin Van Zant out. Okay. All right. Let's let's actually go back to Harry Potter. <laughs> um, so let's talk about. Well, wait. That's the end of the chapter, pretty much, right? Well, no. So I mean, we like, have... I mean, not yet, but. But yeah, oh. we're getting. Yeah, so, I just made myself sad with one of my notes. I um, mean, okay. You know, um, so now he's in a cupboard. So like, no, no, no. So the, the the glass vanishes. Oh yeah, the glass. We didn't even talk about the glass. The glass like, vanishes okay. and the um, snake, snake out. uncoils itself rapidly and flows out onto the floor. People in the reptile house lose their shit as they should. This is a huge boa constrictor. Um, I'm gone immediately. And the snake slides past Harry with. A Brazil, here I come. Thanks, amigo. Um, the keeper of the reptile house was in, sh- in shock. 
but the glass, where did it go? He kept saying. Um, I also pointed out, which we'll get to it after we finish the book, but different from the movie, because in the movie, the glass appears and reappears. And I like the, I like that I wrote, I wrote that that I kind of like the movie version better because Dudley gets stuck in the thing so then he yeah. it's like so now he's the snake on display yeah but this is still funny yeah this is a great little and this just also goes to show like another example that we are reading a children's book because it's just like a funny little like cartoonish scene yeah um but you know some good lessons are learned as in don't hit people in the ribs or get a snake you get a snake. Um, and we also hear Pierce calm down enough to say, Harry was talking to it, weren't you? Um, in which case he goes to the cupboard with no meals. Well, well, Vern waited until Pierce was safely out of the house before doing it. But, but still, no. still, I mean, sure. I guess so maybe they don't know that he lives in a cupboard and that he's not going right. to have any meals, but they still know that he's not treated well. And then, of course. And I think it's interesting that they use, like the cup, like, how they use the cupboard as a punishment. Like, it's a punishment, but it's also his everyday life. Like, that's where he, like... <laughs> he was gonna go to the cupboard anyway. Anyway, but because he's, like, stuck there. It's like... you. But can't. I guess it's what you would do anyway, because, like, when you are young and they, like, go to your room. Right. Or, like, later when he bars Harry's windows. Um, which is doing too much, but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and then no meals, which is just, like, you don't even say for how long. I think, yeah. like, you'd send your kid to bed without dinner because they're doing something... They shouldn't be doing whatever, but, like, just no meals, period, indefinitely. Like, you're just going to starve him. Um, and, like, as we mentioned earlier, Harry, being resourceful, is waiting until they fall asleep so he could risk sneaking into the kitchen for some food. So, no meals, but Harry's no dummy. He's going to feed himself somehow. Right. And they probably would just think that Dudley snuck into the kitchen and ate some. And ate some, exactly. You know, Dudley might even think that. Um, this is when we get to literally some of the saddest parts of the series in my opinion this this last paragraph two paragraphs um like are all just me with tears tears um he lived with the Dursleys for almost 10 years 10 miserable years as long as he could remember ever since he'd been a baby and his parents had died in that car crash like, he even, he knows it's miserable. Ten miserable years. Like, that's from Harry's point of view. And that's how Harry would describe his life at ten years old. Right. And he says, you know, he thinks back to the, um, sometimes when he strained his memory during long hours in his cupboard, just so sad, he thinks back to the, what he thinks of as the car crash. Mm-hmm. Um... His aunt and uncle never spoke about them. And, of course, he was forbidden from to ask questions. There was no photographs of them in the house. This is like him, like, just thinking back to how, to his parents. And he said, and, and it goes on to say, when he had been younger, keep in mind that he's 10. Ten he's right. still young. But when he had been younger, Harry had dreamed and dreamed of some unknown relation coming to take him away. Real quick. That's a moment where you put Peter Pettigrew on his list because he doesn't have Sirius Black to come take him away. Fuck Peter. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Um, but it had never happened. The Dursleys were his only family. Which is just terrible. This 10-year-old has resigned himself to this fate. Like, he's just like, this is my life. And that is terrible. And it is so sad. Like, I can't imagine. When I was 10, I was going to Disneyland, like, every weekend. 
I'm from Anaheim. It's not that <laughs> weird, guys, um, listening. Like, I was going to Disneyland. My parents were, like, allowing me to take, you know, all of these autograph books. And, you know, I was playing sports and doing all of these things. And I don't think I ever, I mean, maybe if my mom was like, no, you can't have that. Maybe I would wish that I had a different parent. But it was, like, in the way that you do when you're being a brat. Right. And I don't think I ever resigned myself, like, in this sort of, in this sort of very adult way. Don't you? I think it's, like, a very adult. Um, Just, like, what else can I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's, that's, it's tough. I mean, that's tough to me. I, I mean, I was, I just literally have, I have no notes and I just have sad faces. Well, the rest of the paragraph gets a little cheerier-ish, like the strangers knowing who he is, which is just, that has to be weird. That's, yeah. that's just like, yeah, stranger danger. Like, I'm not even that one, at the one point where like, so it says, uh, a tiny man in a violet top hat had bowed to him once while out shopping with Aunt Petunia and Dudley. After asking Harry furiously if he knew the man, uh, Aunt Petunia had rushed them out of the shop without buying anything. That is the one time when I don't blame Petunia for doing that. No, that was actually because good parenting. That is, because that was, that's creepy. Yeah, that's all, that's all it, like, yeah. you can't be bowing at my, my child no, or my, my But that's not why she ward. did it, but she, it, she still should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, like, so strange, like, all these people who, like, see him, and yeah. which... How a wild-looking well, old woman. I guess woman. he looks like James, right? So that's how they would know. Because I'm like, he's yeah. a baby. So, like, people don't know what he, wouldn't know what he looked like. And then maybe but, they see the scar. I don't know. Right. But yeah, maybe, yeah, and right. The scar, the scar is kind of hidden behind his... But he looks like his dad. Yeah. So... And, I, I mean, it might be one of those things where people are just like, I think I saw Harry Potter. Right. So you know? Any kid who looks Any kid like, that kind of looks like... He would be James with Lily's eyes. But they wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't know. But still, it's weird. But it's. Yeah. I mean, they would know because they would. They would have seen pictures of James and Lily in the newspaper. And no, stuff. of course. I'm saying. Yeah, it's they're weird. Yeah, but it's still it's still very weird. Um, and then the last paragraph is just horrible. And this is when all the all the motherfuckers at school, all of you motherfuckers, are they're on my terrible. list. All of you. So he says, at school, Harry had no one. Everybody knew that Dudley's gang hated that odd Harry Potter and his baggy old clothes and broken glasses, and nobody liked to disagree with Dudley's gang. Nonsense. It's just... Ugh. And that's fine for the children at the school? Right, because kids, they are... Whatever, but the 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 faculty sees that he has no one. He is he's not being socialized properly. And nothing. Are there not parent teacher days in Britain? Like in wherever they are, Surrey or wherever. Like, are they not talking to anyone? Fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. Like the the boy is literally alone and being mistreated, yeah. and no one is doing anything. And fuck Dumbledore. And fuck Miss Fig. And all all y'all. So, okay. End of the chapter. Let's go to who... Our real MVP and who's benched. Yeah. Um, You want to go first this time? Oh, wait, no, you went first last time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can go. Okay, so my real MVP... um, I had initially put Harry as my real MVP for just getting through all that stuff. And then I... Settled on the boa constrictor because he was going back to Brazil. <laughs> but actually, I'm going back, and it's Harry. Because 
he has no one and he's still just a sweet kid and he's dealt with a lot. And I think any, any 10 year old that can go through all of that and still be basically a good person is an awesome person in my book and an MVP in my book. Yeah. I chose Harry too. Cause he just went through like so much. And like you're saying, like he basically is still himself and he's not like, he's not a terrible person. A terrible person. Also, he set that snake on them, so I feel like he's, he's got a, some. He's a real one for that. Yeah, he's so, got he's got some uh, grit behind him. He's you know, Harry Potter ain't want to fuck with. <laughs> he um, has pride. He has power. Stop. Okay. Um, who's bitch? Who's bitch? The Dursleys. Duh. Um, I or you just you put everyone. I literally <laughs> put Dudley slash school system. Yeah. The entire British school system. You benched. Fuck all y'all. School system. Because Mrs. Fig is weird and they say that she's odd and a little bit off. But there ain't not one goddamn person in his school. Fuck all y'all. Dudley and the school system. Benched. Yeah. Who do you have? I said the Dursleys. The Dursleys. Um, all right. Well, make sure to let us know who you think are the real MVP and who's benched in this chapter. Um, on Twitter, just hashtag Wither Team. You can do the same on Facebook. Um, on our page, Black Girls Nerd Out. Next week, we'll be discussing Chapter Three: The Letters from No One, aka more proof that Harry is not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Just example after example that Harry, the hat stall, like. The starting hat wasn't even thinking Ravenclaw. It was just like, nah, son, you got these two choices. You guys don't have a bad mind, but like, that doesn't mean you have a great mind. Never mind. Not I mean, a Ravenclaw. We'll get, to that we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to it, but not a Ravenclaw. Nah. So make sure to um, read and follow along because we'll be back next well, we'll, Wednesday. Wednesday. We tape on Fridays, it goes up on Wednesdays. Not that Johnny to know our lives are a business <laughs> like that, but just be ready for us next Wednesday. Um, and join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds. Again, that's We Black and Nerds. Hashtag Wizard Team. The website is BlackGirlsNerdOut.com. And we look forward to doing this again next week. Yeah. Thank you guys. Woo. Woo.